0: What happens on Thursdays is I spend time recording in the morning. So today I recorded three podcasts. Um, they're actually really good. And sometimes I don't feel like actually doing the podcasts. Uh, but, but, you know, after, there's always a couple of good nuggets that I learned. I had a really actual podcast today I did actually with a guy named um, Garrett Gunderson. Just talked about kind of tax savings, what you can do exactly to kind of really um, protect your wealth. And really, for those of you starting a business, teach you. About kind of the theory of um, you know putting all your eggs in one basket and watching it like a hawk. Uh, so I think there's there's um, there God there's so much in there and I can't wait to share that podcast with you. So wait for it to come out on Growth Everywhere. Hello, Yudi, how's it going? Let me just make sure I pop out chat over here. Um, we'll wait for some more people to come in, and then today's topic again is how to reduce. Client turnover. And I'm going to talk about client turnover today and then in another live, I'm going to talk about uh, employee turnover because those those things matter a lot. Because if you don't have good team members, what's going to happen? You're not going to have clients and none of it matters at the end of the day. So Yudi says, always excited. Um, let's see. Pulling up. Let me just make sure that everything works. Always excited for the lives. I'm always excited as well. Um, so let's talk about this client turnover what's the big idea behind client turnover well here's the thing if you have client turnover let's say you have uh you have five clients you lose three of them what's going to happen well maybe your lifestyle is going to be screwed so let's say you have five clients paying you uh five grand right so one thousand dollars a month you lose three of them that's that's sixty percent of your revenue gone and then that basically your lifestyle is screwed so what are you going to do about it well here's a couple things you can do to reduce client turnover and here's what I thought was stupid before, but now it actually makes a lot of sense because I always wanted to work in my boxers at home, don't need to interact with other human beings. But when you're doing business with other people, when you're doing business with other human beings, you kind of have to talk to them. You kind of have to interact with them in real life. And when you interact with them in real life, it always takes the touch points further. So when I first took over Single Grain, what i i initially thought i could just be very hands-off let other people take care of it not have to do it do anything in terms of being hands-on interacting with the clients and then what i learned was that we had all these leads coming in and then what i was doing was um, eventually because i basically um i went in the wrong direction and um you know basically decided to be hands-off we dropped all the way down to one employee and what happened there was that i basically needed to i needed to say okay what, are, what am I going to do with all these leads? I started handing off the leads to other companies, and they started closing the deals. I was like, okay, they can close the other deals. But they themselves, they were not retaining the clients either. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to try to uh, close the deals and then build up the team again, right? So this is like the basically the, the second round of, of single brain. So the first round when I took over disaster the first year, right? And I totally blamed myself for that. Um, and then it started to get better and better. I'm like, okay, we're closing clients. And then what's happening is we're, we're also servicing them. We're doing good work. These are people that I hired. I'm not saying the old team was not good. I'm just saying, um, I didn't have much rapport with the old team either. So I made a lot of mistakes there, but started to build rapport with people. Um, and then what happened was I said, Hey. I'm going to go visit the clients. I'm going to do strategy sessions with them. Right? So this is, you know, this is kind of old news for, you know, larger agencies out there. But when you go out there, you have these touch points with the clients. I found that each and every time that I visited them, the lifetime value of the customer, the retention of the customer actually stayed longer. Right? So that helped reduce turnover. In fact, you know, what was happening before was that we were referring to deals out and maybe let's say, um, we would get paid $10,000 or so. Now when we started to actually close our, close our own deals again, what happened was that the lifetime value of the customer might go up to, you know, $30,000 or $40,000. I'm just making numbers up right now, but three to four X, uh, type of difference. Right. So the, the in-person component is super important. Um, because if you're just interacting with someone over the phone, you're not really, you're, you're basically like a vendor to them, right? You're, you're not building that type of relationship with them. By the way, guys, if you want to get all the secrets around kind of retaining your clients and also getting more clients, go to singlegrain.com slash live. You can apply for a call, see if it's a fit. Uh, my team will talk to you to see if our, our program is the right fit for you. It's called the agency accelerator. So moving on from that, what else can you do? Well, there's gifting, right? So, Let's look behind, you know, look behind me right now. So I, I really like games, right? So if you got me like this uh, uber rare game or you got me like, uh, I don't know, if you got me, even if you got me like a USC football jersey or a New Orleans States jersey, like I, I'm, I'm a football guy, right? Um, might not look like it, but I love football. And so if you, if you get, if you have an understanding of what the other people are interested in and you really start to touch upon that, people are gonna remember you, right? Because there are times in the past where I've gotten people like a set of headphones that they use every single day. Or I've gotten them like, um, I mean, I'll tell you what, like I still have this knife over here. I don't really cook anymore. The last time I cooked was two years ago. Um, I probably shouldn't say that because it makes me look like a lazy guy. But um, Cutco, there's this knife over here and it says my name on it, it says Eric Sue on it. Um, This is cool because if I actually did cook, I would be using this every day and I'd be getting impressions every day from the person that gave me this. And it's not like it's tacky. It doesn't say like uh, single grain on the logo. Right? <laughs> so what I've learned, I-, I made mistakes in the past. I said, Oh, got some medicine here as well. I don't know what it is anyway. So, Single, like I, we used to put our logos. I, I think we, uh, there's a period of time where we bought AirPods for people and we put our logos on it, right? And so there's a logo on each AirPod and then there's a logo on the freaking AirPod case. But if you think about it, it's actually pretty tacky. Um, it's like, yeah, it's great, there's an the AirPod and all that, but it's like it's tacky because people don't want to walk around with your brand and stuff unless it's like a t shirt, right? T shirts are nice to sleep in, it's nice to work out in, but that's about it. So you know, when we, after reading the book, Giftology, I learned how to gift better. And we have this gifting process right now that we're still working on and we're trying to make it better and better, but there's like different tiers of gifts too. But the idea is that you give something to someone that they're using every single day, right? To get, you know, that the most of the impressions Just thinking about it from a marketing sp- uh, perspective, you are generating impressions every single day. Maybe put their name on it better yet. You buy clothes, you buy, you buy clothes, you buy gifts for their loved ones, their spouse, Their children, right? And then you get them to love you. My God, you're going to be like even more of a friend where you're not just, it's not just a client vendor relationship anymore. You are actually a friend of the client and they're going to remember you for a long time to come. Um, That's how you develop friendships for the long term because you do something that's remarkable. But if you do something, do something that's status quo, you're just doing the work, you're just doing a good job, that's not good enough. You, you that's like that's kind of the bare minimum you got to do more than that at the end of the day so i'm gonna go ahead and answer some questions right now see what else we got in here um Kian says uh, hello eric checking in here um mrk um we'll just leave those comments alone i'm not going to say anything about those comments but yeah so you know as we continue on okay we think about okay how else can you go about reducing client turnover right or just basically increasing retention so you know, what you could do is when your clients leave you, you are going to have clients that leave you. You do a postmortem as well. So when you do a post mortem, what happens is you ask, okay, what went well with this project? Well, A, what was the goal of the project? What went well? What would you do differently uh, next time? And also in the next 90 days, what actions are you going to take from it? And you just kind of going just iterate on that. And you should do this for every single project, right? Every single client that leaves, you do that. Uh, and literally you can do this for, for employees to every single employee that leaves, you do the same thing. So you can continue to get better and better. But if you're not doing that, you're not going to know what the issues are with your own business. Cause every single business is different and you're just going to be the same over and over. And you're going to complain about your results being the same over and over, or you can't get success because, and everyone else has success and you're bitter about it. But if you are actually able to take that feedback and you're open to the feedback and you're able to iterate on it over and over, I just, I, I think it's impossible for you to fail. So th- these are just like, those are three ways, three steps to increasing uh, client retention, right? Um, MRK, I'm going to have to, uh, unfortunately, I am going to have to, let's see, remove you. <laughs> um, if you, let's see. So let's do this. All right, so Kian says, I have a question. Do you normally ask for a retainer right off the bat or a campaign-specific project first? What have you found the best way to increase your LTV? Uh, LTV is lifetime value, so lifetime value of a customer. So if a customer pays $100 a month and they stay for 12 months, that's $1,200. That's the LTV of the client. Um, So Kian, what I'm going to say is you you can ask for a retainer off the bat. Sometimes they're open to a retainer just off the bat immediately. But what I'll also say is what you're saying is a foot in the door strategy and that's a good way to get started because some people don't want to, they don't want like, they don't want the pizza. Maybe they want some goldfish first, right? So maybe you give them some, a bowl of goldfish first and then, um, you know, that's what you do. You say, Hey, you know, instead of paying me a hundred dollars for 12 months, why don't you just pay me $50 to get started? I'll do a strategy for you and you get going. And the idea behind that is that they're paying you first, they're committing a little bit of money and then if it goes well, They've already committed some money. They trust you already. And they've exchanged some money. There's some skin in the game for both sides and then you move forward. Okay. Um, there are going to be situations where big companies want to do an RFP, a request for proposal. And that is something I'll talk about later. That's actually something we talk about in the agency accelerator program. Just go to singlegrain.com slash live. If you want to talk to my team, learn about how you can get more clients for your business. Look, it's not a fit for everyone. I uh, just want to throw it out there. So, Kian, I hope I um Kian or Kian, I hope I answered your question around that. And that is a way that that is a good way to close them without losing them. Because if you say, hey, I want to do this 12-month retainer, if they're not ready to go all the way yet, it's at least good for you to have an option that you can put in front, like an alternative. Like it's almost like you're playing chess, right? You put in an alternative and then you're able to at least close that deal and then move it on to a, a much longer term deal. Okay? Now the other thing that you can do to reduce client turnover. I don't for me, like when it comes to services, I don't like adding a bunch of services. The the problem sometimes with, with client services like is that you keep adding more and more services and it starts getting more and more confusing. People start getting lost. You start to do competencies that you aren't really good at and it starts to become a mess. But if you are able to hire outside help or you can develop this talent uh, internally where you have other services where you're not just one service and you actually are providing a solution you're providing a transformation for them that becomes a lot more valuable than say oh we just want you to do SEO services okay that at that point you're just a vendor the more you can figure out how you can become a solution and a trusted partner the longer they're gonna stay with you because it doesn't matter like all the big companies out there they have resources they have billions in revenue or they have hundreds of millions or billions in, in funding They still need help because everyone needs people to help. It's always a resourcing problem. So you are gonna be able to keep these guys for a long time or these gals for a long time if you are able to figure that out, okay? Um, Kian, okay, Kian, thank you for that. Uh, Yudi says, what's your high-level process for converting hot leads into sales? So look, if it's a hot lead, it's so what I would do is what you got to do to not lose them to retain the lead in this scenario is if they, if they fill out a form or whatever, you got to call them immediately. Okay. It sounds very simple, but it's, it's not that easy to do because you're busy. Let's say you're starting out. You don't have all the software in the world. If someone reaches out to you, the one thing that Mark Cuban said this, the one thing that kills all deals is time. If you're not fast enough, somebody else is gonna go out there and they're gonna eat your lunch. So one thing that happened to us to us recently um, was that we took too long to respond and we, we, got, into the, we, we got into our first call, but they're already like three or four calls deep with like another agency. And we ended up losing that deal because they wanted to talk more with us, but they just said the other agencies were faster. So you gotta figure out how you can be fast. In the beginning, especially when you're starting out, you have more time than anything. Spend that time wisely be be really grateful be cherish all the leads that you're getting move quickly on them and you're going to be able to win them okay so look these are just a couple ways to kind of reduce client turnover um be friendly with them right be, be friends we're talking we talked about gifts as well obviously you have to do good work the more you can also not just be friendly with them but but meet them in person. That's gonna go way further. The more you can add more value to the to the the relationship itself. So, let's say you know I'm throwing an event. Maybe they're speak, they'll speak at my event, or maybe I'm throwing a big event. Maybe I'll get them some tickets to the event too, or maybe you'll get some to, some tickets to you know like some kind of uh, you know their favorite sports team. The more you understand them, the more you befriend them, the more you're building relationships with people, the more you're gonna be able to take it a lot further. Okay. All right, so Yudi says, I've I've been recently calling them within 10, 15 minutes, and the close rate is way higher. I'll see what happens. Um, I've seen what happens even if you wait two to three days. Okay, cool, guys. So, look, this one's short. I just want to give you a couple tips on how you can win, win, not only win deals, but keep these clients for a longer period of time. I hope it helps. Yes, Kian, I would like to. I would love to know how you came across me and my channel, uh, and then I will tell everyone on this video. And this goes to the podcast too, by the way. Um, by the way, while we wait for Kian's answer, again, I'm gonna tell you one more time, you gotta put offers out there too. If you are trying to retain clients, you gotta upsell them too, because if they're doing the same service over and over, they're gonna get, like, if they the service runs out, let's say you were doing web design for them, what else are you gonna do for them next, right? So you gotta figure out how you can upsell them, you gotta make offers to them too. So here's an example of an offer. Go to singlegrain.com live. If you want to know our program, you want to learn about it on how you can acquire more clients for your company, for your agency, for your consultancy. Okay. Um, now, Kian says how he came across my channel. Um, how to, okay. He searched how to create a proposal. That's good. Was it through YouTube or was it through a blog? That's super interesting. And then, uh, then, then he came across my pitch like a pro. So look, Content marketing works as well because when people are watching your content over and over, over over and over and over, over time, guess what? They start to like you more and it's easier because you are also helping them, but you're helping not only them, but you're helping people at scale. Okay. So look, our YouTube channel is probably our, our biggest, um, I'd say it's, it's our biggest opportunity right now. Like you know, Instagram's growing, YouTube's growing, but they're 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 kind of still in their nascent stages right now. Um, whereas you got our blog that's you know close to two hundred thousand visits a month, and you got the, the 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 podcast one million, and the other one's about a hundred thousand or so. Um, this YouTube channel right now we're at about 16,000 uh, subscribers we're gonna be aiming to you know get to 50 to get to 80 or so uh, it's gonna take a lot of work to do that but it's good to hear that people are actually consuming our content and that's how they're discovering us so I r- really thank you for that um, guys that is it for today um, I know I did this a little late today so it's 3 p.m. Pacific already hope you enjoyed us let me know what you think in the comments and don't forget to share this with your friends and uh, have a good rest of your evening or have a good morning <music>